When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 12 of the Parenting Aces Podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we are going to be discussing a phenomenal opportunity for your players ages 13 to 18 to travel to Europe with a group, with coaches, and play a variety of tournament matches in a variety of countries over two to four weeks, depending on which program you decide to do. And we have with us Tennis Europe founder, Martin Vinoker. Martin is a longtime tennis coach, a longtime tennis aficionado, a teacher, a travel agent. The man wears a million different hats, but he is also the creator of Tennis Europe, which you can find online at www.tenniseurope.com and which is an annual advertiser with us at Parenting Aces. So just want to put that out there that um, they do pay to advertise with us, but we are huge, huge supporters of what Tennis Europe is doing and what they have to offer to junior players between the ages of 13 and 18. I hope you will tune in and really pay attention to this program and give it some consideration as you're trying to figure out summer plans for your player. They thoughtfully plan these trips around USTA sectional and national events so that your player isn't forced to make a choice, but can do all of it and have an amazing summer experience to boot. So sit back, relax. Don't forget to take advantage of the Parenting Aces discount that Tennis Europe is offering and enjoy my podcast with Martin Benoker. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, hey, Martin, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to have you share Tennis Europe once again with the Parenting Aces community. Well, thank you very much, first, for having me and uh, being kind enough to spread the word. We're a small family-run organization. We've been around for 49 years, since 1973, but getting the word out and making your your viewers uh, and listeners aware of our existence uh, can be very, very important uh, because of our size. Absolutely. Well, let's start by having you enlighten our audience about what Tennis Europe is, who it's for, and how people get involved. Okay. The basic goal of Tennis Europe is to give players uh, who might not have much match experience 
exposure to playing a lot of tournament matches in a short period of time. We follow up on the work of a local clinic or a local academy. We're not duplicating them. They teach you, they get you ready, and then we play you. We apply what they've taught you to match situations. So our focus is on strategy, tactics, and mental approach. Traveling to Europe, of course, really helps that out because they play on slow red clay with heavy balls. So you really have to be willing to stay in long points. You have to be very steady. Uh, you have to know where to hit a shot, how to set up a point two or three shots ahead. Um, you just can't hit and bash winners left and right. The ball just keeps coming back. We found it's been a very successful uh, circuit in Europe. Uh, we don't interfere with USTA, of course. We go at the end of June until the middle of July. So players can come back and still play at the national level, uh, the clay courts and all their regional tournaments. And we go for about uh, anywhere from 17 to 25 days. We take players who are ages 13 to 18 years of age. And we usually have teams which consist of 12 to 16 players accompanied by uh, two full-time 24-hour-a-day coaches who also supervise and chaperone. The coaches are one of the best things about the trip. Many are college tennis coaches. We've had three of them who won National Division I titles. So, and we have we have from foreign coaches, international coaches who know their red clay, speak other languages. So I think the coaches have been one of the best things about the trip. So the basic goal, give you a lot of matches in a short period of time, analyze your matches through error charts or um you know, a cell phone analysis, discuss the matches with the players and how many players coaches can go along to a tournament. They're too busy teaching and discuss the matches with the players. And then we have instructional practices to correct the mistakes they make in the matches. And many of our players have gone on to uh, play college tennis. We've had over 30 players who've gone on to the pro tour. We have one team for top level players and we have our two or three other teams for players who are at least high school varsity who've mastered the basics, groove their strokes. They do not have to be ranked, but they have to be ready to play matches. And we'll break them into playing matches and take their games to the next level. So that's the tennis uh, philosophy of Tennis Europe. How do you decide if someone is eligible to participate? What are the criteria for being chosen? Okay, there are several criteria. First, I usually speak, I, I actually require uh, two character references from teachers and one reference from their tennis coach. And we have a form we send out to the tennis coaches and I will call them also. And the basic, uh, um, the basic question is, uh, are they ready to play in matches? Mm. Now, if they're still beginners, they're still learning how to hit a forehand or backhand then it may be better for them to go, go to a tennis camp or a local clinic, learn how to play. Since we focus on strategy and mental approach and uh, playing key points, a player has to be able to keep the ball in play at least a reasonable amount of time. Do you have to be a superstar? No. We take most of our players on all our teams except our top national team. Most of our players uh, are play on their high school varsities, or in the case of a strong varsity, their junior varsities. They've mastered the basics. 
and they're ready to start playing matches. I was a New York State high school tennis chairman for over a decade, and I know high school tennis from about 25 years of coaching. And I can tell you there are an awful lot of good high school varsity players out there um, who just don't get involved in USDA tournaments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in Europe, the atmosphere is so convivial. Uh, it's, uh, It's social. And besides, they love to beat us, but they're the ones who sit down and talk for an hour about life in general and culture. And that's another major aspect. Traveling as a team, um, having players from all over the United States, you can make lifelong friends. Some of our early players are in their 50s and 60s now, and they still know people that they met when they were teenagers on Tennis Europe. So it's, it's also a great way through tennis to see the world as a student athlete, uh, as a sports ambassador. I love that. So is there a UTR range? Well, I should say now a WTN range, um, something that you're looking at to determine okay, where first, a player yeah. fits in? First of all, uh, I, I talk to the coach who knows their game the best because they see him every day. Uh, back east here, I can even go out and see them play on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, after all the years, I can tell you in about 10 or 15 minutes if they're good enough. Can they keep the ball in play, you know, four, five, ten times over the net? Can they get to serve in with some regularity? As far as criteria for our top-level national team, you have to be two stars or better on tennisrecruiting.net. And usually they're about six or above on for the top-level team I have now, uh, on UTR. UTR. Mm-hmm. With the UTR, though, you can have a player who's maybe two, three, or four on the UTR, but just because they haven't played very many UTRs. Right. I had one girl who was three on UTR, but she's 80 in in New England is her ranking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she's obviously a good tournament player who only has played one or two UTR matches. So I'll use UTR if they have a UTR rating, and many don't. Uh, But I I don't really base it on the actual uh, UTR. I'll go with a combination of if they have a ranking, or what kind of high school team they play on? Uh, is it a, a team, you know, uh, which is at the top of the heap, a Palo Alto high school or a Scarsdale high school? Uh, and I'll take a combination. Um, I would be doing a disservice to take a player who's an outright beginner and can't hit two shots over the net. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be a good experience for them. Wouldn't be a good experience for me. We're not concerned about winning and losing on this trip. We tend to lose more than we win. Europeans know their red clay. They have good passing shots. They may not be great at net. They certainly can pass you. You can hit your artist overhead and get passed. So um, I I tell our players before they go, don't worry about the winning and losing. It's irrelevant. You're playing for what you do when you come back home. And nothing, I like nothing better than to see a player, you know, really jump up in the rankings or get college considerations. Many of our coaches are college coaches and down the road when they're ready for college, I am a certified uh, college counselor in New York State, and we go to bat for our players and try to help them with their admissions process. I love that. So for kids that are high-level tournament players here in the States, they're playing, you know, level threes, twos, ones, would they be a good candidate for this program? For my top team, yes. I wouldn't recommend my other teams. For example, 
the Grand Slam team um, is more of a beginning tournament player team where the players are just getting getting into their first tournaments. Mm-hmm. They also got, they also have a ticket to Wimbledon, which which helps make the trip very attractive. And I find all tournaments in Europe are pretty pretty equal. But with our top level uh, called the national team, which is uh, actually almost filled. So your listeners should get to me very quickly on that. But uh, with that with that team, we play a combination. We play some satellite pro tournaments, uh, give them their chance. Now they're not playing. Um, uh, the, the, they're not playing the top players in the world, but they're playing ATP or WTA from maybe uh, 800 down to 2,000. Mm-hmm. We play a satellite in Holland. We play a satellite in uh, on, on in um, in Barcelona. Um, so their schedule, we try to give them the toughest competition we can, uh, you know, and uh, uh, it takes a while sometimes. It may take a, a week or two to get used to the red clay, but you can readily adopt uh, to our courts here in the States. As you notice, when Europeans come over, they play the Orange Bowl, they play other surfaces. They adapt very quickly from their clay court game to the hard court, and they do very well. Mm-hmm. And now with uh, Southern Cal adapting a number of clay courts and with Lake Nona having 10 clay courts, uh, I think uh, um, uh, the USTA and uh, many college, many coaches recognize to have a complete game, you really need the clay court skills, drop shots, topspin, uh, angles on the shots, uh, where, to, where how to set up a point and move an opponent to one side of the court. These are all clay court skills. The difference is, you know, uh, saying under 14 in the States, it's like the harder I hit the ball, the more chance I have of winning. Right. Europe, not that way at all. It's not how hard you hit the ball. It's where you place your shots and it's avoiding unforced errors. Another big thing we pick up in Europe, steadiness, consistency, uh, willingness to stay out there all day. Europeans are very fit. They're in good conditions. Uh, we go to tournaments where they're running around the club, running around the courts uh, after they after they play their matches just to keep fit, you know. Wow. Talk us, talk us through a, a day in the life of a player participating in Tennis Europe. What what time does the day start? What are they doing between the time they wake up and the time they go to sleep? You know, that's a question I'm often asked. And unlike, uh, say, a tennis camp or the tennis academy, you don't have something at 9, something at 10, juice break at 1030, something at 11. Or it's not like, you know, an academic program at school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not run the tournaments. These are sanctioned tournaments. Uh, They are the same as USTA tournaments run by the federations of each country. And volunteers run the tournaments. And uh, they may play one of our kids. We have 12 players on the team. And it's co-ed, by the way. Uh, We have one male, one female coach on each trip. Uh, So they may play one at 10, one at 12, one at two, one at four. So at the beginning of the week, and usually the tournaments are a week long, uh, Monday to Sunday. Some cases, they might be three or four days long. But usually at the beginning of the week, everybody's playing. And one thing I didn't mention before, which I should, you get more matches on our trip in Europe, maybe double the number of matches uh, than you do in the States because you can play multiple events. In Holland, you can play two singles and one doubles in a typical tournament. And you play by UTR ratings. You don't play by age. In other countries, uh, you know, uh, you play at least two events per week. I had a player play 37 matches in three weeks. 
couple Oof. of weeks ago. We had to carry him back to the plane home. I was going to say, how do you prevent injury well, he, when that he did happens? Well. But even if a player loses, they're going to start out with nine or 10 events in each tournament. So uh, if you go two rounds, that's 18 matches, three rounds, 27, four rounds, 36. Um, so uh, because let's say you play a 16 singles, 16 doubles, 18 singles, even if you lose uh, in one of the events, you still have two more, right. which is why our players are not eliminated usually till Wednesday or Thursday of the week. After they're eliminated, we have required practice usually for the morning and we work on the mistakes they've made in the matches. We'll have group lessons. We'll do have demos and we'll work on how to hit a drop shot, how to play a key point, uh, placement of shots, stuff like that. So at the beginning of the week, we're all at the tournament. And okay. when you're not playing, say you have a match at 10, a match at four, when you're not playing, uh, you will be rooting your teammates on. Uh, it's a team atmosphere, T-E-A-M. Don't Love it. Europe is the place that the USDA got the idea for having zonals. The team, the team competitions are all over Europe. Even though we're playing individual tournaments, we're the Americans out there and we're rooting our players out, rooting our players on. Uh, so they'll be out rooting our players on. A great chance to meet Europeans. We're also waiting for their matches to be called. And as I said, we're treated like celebrities overseas. They're hard-nosed about the tennis. They love to beat us. But at the same time, they'll sit down and have a drink for an hour with you, and they'll ask you to practice, which is uh, saying something. If you've, you lost 6-1-6-1, and then your opponent says, can I practice with you? Right. Uh, so it's more um, it's more of a social atmosphere. It's really a different kind of atmosphere than many of the USTA tournaments. Now, let's say it's uh, Thursday or Friday. You've been eliminated. You played well, but you lost your two singles and you lost your doubles. Then we don't have to depend on the tournament directors for when we're playing, and they're usually pretty cooperative. But what we'll do then on Thursday or Friday if we're out of the tournament, uh, we'll have a practice anywhere between two and a half, three hours. Could be longer. We get more court time. Uh, the players can pass on the sightseeing and practice longer, but at least two and a half, three hours. Uh, don't forget we're, we're, we're between tournaments, so we can't practice eight or ten hours it's not how long you practice. It's what you do with the practice time. Sure. And uh, we do have many players who do go to tennis camp or go to an academy. Uh, they train them. They get them ready for matches. And then we'll play them in matches. Um, so uh, we'll practice all morning, let's say, eat lunch. And then the afternoon, we play a lot of beachside resorts. So we're next to the Mediterranean in Barcelona or on the French Riviera. We'll jump on. How awful. It just sounds miserable. I'm so yeah. sorry that you'll have to do that. <laughs> and we will do some water sports. Uh, when we're in the Barcelona area, we go to where they held the Olympic uh, water sports, water skiing and everything else. And we use that facility. Wow. Uh, the other thing we do in the afternoon, we might do some sightseeing. We do want to take advantage of our locations. We are a tennis trip. We're serious minded about our tennis. This is not an hour a day every three days of tennis. Uh, this is constant tennis. In fact, many of the players have commented they never had so much tennis as when they went with us. So, but we'll go sightseeing. Let's say we're in the Barcelona area. We'll go to Familia Sangrada, the Gaudi architecture. I used to teach European history. So I uh, try to spout off about, you know, uh, the kind of stuff I've been teaching before. Uh, we will go to the Anne Frank house where she wrote her diary. Players get pretty excited about it. We'll go to the Tower of London 
when we're in London with our Grand Slam team. Uh, in Prague, we'll go to Prague Castle, the old town, the old Jewish quarter. So we will hit all the major sites. We won't spend 10 hours in an art museum. We'll do teenage sightseeing, a couple of hours to see the Van Gogh uh, Museum or maybe an hour uh, so that, you know, they can get into it. You'd be surprised uh, how many top players, juniors, are really into things like the artwork. I've of conducted course. tours of the Louvre, and they've been very enthusiastic. Um, so we will hit all the major sites. Now, in the evenings, some of the tournaments, not all, but especially in Holland, they have social events and social activities, maybe a barbecue, a boat ride, um, a movie night. They have a live band at some of them, uh, the karaoke. Uh, not all tournaments, but some of them have it like that. And as I say, we're treated like royalty. They roll out the red carpet for us. They make us feel so welcome. Uh, I think many of our players really get a big boost of confidence. Even if they uh, won two matches and lost 10 on the trip, um, they come back, they have a newfound confidence. And it's based on, well, I played the best in Europe. It's nothing to play the best in, yeah. uh, you know, the best in Florida, the best in Southern Cal now, or in the East. So um, in the evenings, we'll have either some social activities at the club, or we'll go out and do some stuff. Uh, we'll go to a mall. We'll, we had some uh, bowling. We had did some banana boating. Um, so there's plenty to see and do. So tennis comes number one with us. And uh, that's our reason for being. It brings people together. It enables us to see the world uh, as a tennis player. But at the same time, we'd like to take advantage by spending a lot of time with Europeans. When you go over to Europe as an American tourist, you spend all your time in sightseeing attractions with other American tourists. When you go with us, you spend 75, 80% of your time meeting, socializing, and getting to know with our European friends and players from all over the United States. Uh, we're now a national program. We started in the East, but some of our uh, best players early on were from California mm -hmm. um, or people like uh, Mel Purcell from Kentucky or Chip Hooper from Sunnyvale, California. We've had uh, uh, Luke Jensen of the Jensen Brothers, who's now uh, a commentator on ESPN and, and the Tennis Channel. He went with us. Uh, he, he played with two hands and drove the Europeans crazy. But uh, uh, he's been a very kind spokesman for tennis here over the years. Love year. that. I, I have a lot of Luke Jensen stories. <laughs> His sister was my my women's team coach in Atlanta. Oh. Okay, I know we yeah. had twin, twin sisters, and yeah, see Luke every uh, every uh, year or two at the Open, or yep. um, you know, uh, and uh, he's he's always been very kind to Tennis Europe. I've taken some pictures with him when he was playing Wimbledon. He and Larry Scott, who was AT, uh, a WTA chairman for a while and Pac-12 chairman, um, they would welcome our players at Wimbledon and show us nice. around and. Luke showed us the media facilities, everything like that. I love it. I'm going to put my parent hat on a second and ask you some, some questions that as a parent, I would think would come up, which is, especially for the younger kids participating in Tennis Europe, what type of supervision is there? I mean, there's a, a big difference between a 13-year-old and an 18-year-old. And... Um, 
you know, as, as a mom, I would want to make sure that my child was not being exposed to things at 13 that maybe would be okay for an 18 year old to be exposed to. There's nothing more important than supervision and chaperoning. That's the reason why we've been going for 49 years, because we're doing the job. That takes priority over everything. And when I hire my coaches, they have to be willing to be with the players 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, Our staff selection procedure, some of my coaches have told me, is more difficult than getting into medical school. Uh, We require (laughs) each new applicant to fill out eight essays, simulated situations, uh, submit, um, I check four character references, two tennis and two off the court, and we do a personal or uh, telephone interview. We, and uh, they have to be safe play approved. We have some chaperoning rules for the trip. Uh, We do not allow drinking. We do not allow drugs next playing home. And these are rules we do enforce. Mm -hmm. Um, We have curfews, 11 if you have a match the next morning, a little later if you're out of the tournament and, but you're with the coaches. Players must be with the coaches at all times Uh, in large cities at all times in the evenings. After all, the players are not familiar with the locations. Right. So uh, many of our coaches, some of our coaches are from Europe or have traveled in Europe before. Um, And uh, so um, we will on occasion have a group of players, three or more, older with younger, boys with girls. We drop them in the one street town and we'll let them eat lunch and go souvenir shopping and pick them up an hour or two later. At other times, they must be with the coaches. If they're wandering off by themselves, we call the parents, reserve the right to ship them home. Now, and I'm, also, I'm also there. Mm-hmm. I shuttle among the various teams. We have two or three teams out at a time. And I spend, you know, I just divide my, uh, it's a 25-day trip at maximum. So I'm with Last year, I was with each team for about 11 or 12 days. I have an assistant director. Uh, this year is the former women's coach at Columbia, uh, and he will shuttle around between teams too. Twenty, So two coaches, 24-7, one male, one female coach. Uh, I've coached both boys and girls high school tennis, and I know there are certain times when it's essential you have a female coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and we have one male coach. Um, and as I say, uh, we the parents have the name, address, telephone number of every place will be. Our coaches usually will send an email at least once a week just to let the parents know how we're doing. And of course, this is the age of the cell phones and everything. So most of the players will have cell phones. Some of them will have internet. We do try, uh, we don't, we try to make sure they're not u- using their cell phones when they're playing a match or when they're at a practice, or you know, when we're doing a, a, a team uh, sightseeing or, uh, attraction event. But at other times, uh, they are welcome to keep in touch with the with their parents. Mm-hmm. And we do. How many say, kids are on each team? Did you say that already? And I we have it? a minimum of usually ten to twelve, and a maximum of fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Sometimes parent asks, "Well, well team tours have thirty-five people." Can you imagine marching into a club and trying to get practice courts for 35 people at one no, time? No. Uh, it's not easy to get it even for 12 to 15. The other thing is, if you're going to have your matches analyzed, and we try to have at least about a third to 40% of the matches analyzed, that is a coach sitting there 
doing an error chart or keeping a running commentary, discussing the matches with the players. How many juniors can have their home coach come out to a tournament and do that kind of analysis? They can't because the coach is too busy. Nothing against the coach. They're just right. they're too busy giving lessons. So, um, you know, the coach will will spend time talking to the players. So that's why we do limit it. Now, we do require at least four or five of one sex on each team. And usually we take some of each age. It's kind of like a high school team. Okay. I don't want everybody to be in the under 16s because they might play each other. Who wants to go to Europe to play your teammate? Right. It does happen, but uh, the luck of the draw, but we try to avoid it. And if maybe you have, uh, uh, you know, three going into nine, three into 10, three into 11, three into 12. And occasionally we do have some graduating seniors. We had one last year. She used our trip to get ready for college tennis. She's mm-hmm. playing number one for a division one team. And, um, she actually wound up playing some players in Europe that she's going to play in college tennis because they got tennis scholarships to American schools. Love it. um, As I say, chaperoning is our number one priority and we're available 24 seven to talk to uh, parents. uh, And uh, we do give references out from past participants. uh, So the parents can confirm uh, the quality of our supervision as well as the quality of the tennis. Where do you guys stay when you travel around? We stay usually in um, uh, three to four star hotels. They're not the Intercontinental or the Hilton, but they're certainly not a college dormitory or a Motel 6. Uh, They're clean. They're comfortable. We have two or three players in each room, uh, each with a separate bed and shower and toilet in the room. Uh, We stay at... um, the Hotel Panorama in Prague, which is a member of the Corinthian chain. We stayed in the Van der Volk chain in the Netherlands. Uh, we stayed in the Premier Inn in London. Um, so they're decent hotels. And I've actually inspected most of the hotels we stay in. Um, a word about COVID. Uh, we did not run uh, for a couple of summers because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But we came back with a roar in 2022. Um, we have to observe all the COVID provisions uh, that um, the different countries have. So uh, last year, when we were in France, they have a four-day quarantine period. So we had to observe it. We uh, we would like our players all to be and coaches. Uh, last year, they were all vaccinated, and uh, we have a whole COVID procedure. It's on our website, www.tenniseurope.com. And it's .com. And on the first page is at the top, there's a red clicker. You can see what our COVID safety protocols are. We will be revising that because countries have discontinued um, some of them wearing masks, some of them social distancing. Mm -hmm. So um, even when we were in Europe last summer, we, we barely had to show our vaccination certificates, but we, you know, uh, uh, obviously, uh, if anything, if we did have a player who, who got uh, COVID, we would have a quarantine. We would uh, have a, a check, check up uh, a PCR or uh, antigen test of all the other players and coaches on the team. Got it. And and speaking of COVID, I mean, that's just one thing that can happen. What what happens if one of the players or coaches gets ill or injured? Um, I, I know you'll have protocols in place for that, but 
but can you share that with our listeners too? Sure. Uh, after 49 years, I think I've been in every emergency room in Europe. Oh, no. <laughs> We've had a few minor injuries here and there, nothing major. Uh, but the uh, interesting thing is a lot of the clubs we play at, doctors are members of the club. Hmm. I had a kid twist an ankle. I went to the tournament director because they know their club and they know their town and mm-hmm. they know their doctors and their emergency rooms, their hospitals. And uh, the tournament director said to me, oh, uh, uh, Dr. So-and-so is on court 14. Wait, I'll call him. And he comes in and he goes to his car. He has his medical kit in the trunk and he looks at the player. Love that, it. Radical treatment in Europe is excellent. Yeah. I rely on the tournament directors and the tournament committees. They know their towns best. Usually there is a an emergency room available um, within a few miles. And we've also gone to, uh, you know, um, um, we we've gone to doctors just for normal colds and flus and things like that. So the first thing is uh, before the trip, we have the parent fill out a complete medical form. My school nurse wrote it. And uh, uh, if there's anything, we've had players who have had allergies, mm-hmm. and they eat glutton free or they eat kosher diets. So we know this beforehand. We have the medical form we give to our coaches and they travel with the form Parent has to sign a waiver that uh, a doctor can look at them before they the doctor is uh, is eligible to look at them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we bring the medical form. We need to bring the parent consent slip with us. And if if the parent if there is any issue uh, with any of these allergies or anything else, uh, we'll know beforehand. We've actually had some players who uh, had been out of action for a little bit because of tennis injuries, they came back on Tennis Europe and with the red clay in Europe, they were able to revitalize uh, uh, their their tennis and get back into the me- match mentality um, in Europe in a, in, with a surface that's very, very friendly on the feet. Love so, it. Um, you know, and we usually will take a player to uh, the, the emergency room or to the local doctor. Now, if it turns out the injury is sufficiently serious, at the same time, we take any player we take to the hospital or has a serious medical issue, we, of course, will call the parent immediately. And we will talk with um, the uh, home doctor as well. For COVID, by the way, I have a COVID advisory committee. One of my past players is a COVID doctor in Brooklyn, dealt extensively with us with it and was terrific last year whenever I consulted him. We'll consult the parent. The parent will have, of course, the final decision on whether the player should go home or not. We've interestingly enough, we've had players who couldn't play for a week or a week week and a half, and they refused to leave. They wanted to stay with their teammates. We made them kind of a captain, assistant coach, and they participated in all the activities which their illness or injury allowed. Now, obviously, in the case of COVID, they're not going to do that, or in the case of uh, um, if they have to stay in bed, we'll stay in bed with the, with the coach bringing meals to them and all that kind of stuff. Good, good. Um, so let's talk about the practical matters of this. And um, first of all, what is the cost and how is that handled and what does it cover? Okay, um, good question. We, we don't have one cost. Uh, we have, every team has a different price. Okay. 
And then two of the teams, the Dutch Espana Prague team and the national team are offered in both shorter versions and longer versions. So I would refer your, your listeners to our website, www.tenniseurope.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, click on our trips. There'll okay. be a description of each trip. And at the bottom on the left, there'll be the price of each trip. Now, I can give you just a parameter mm-hmm. and say, um, one second, let me let me uh, take a look here. Um, the cost thing is is always the first question. So I figure we just might as well get it out no, there. No, that's, uh, I don't mind, certainly. Um, the price range would be $58.99 to about $9,600. And what does that include? It includes breakfast, dinner, housing at the hotels, entry fees to the tournaments, which can be substantial. Uh, uh, it includes renting practice courts, most of the major daytime museum sightseeing, admission to the to the Louvre or to the Anne Frank House or to the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. It includes the coaches. That's, of course, a major expense. Mm-hmm. We pay for their trips and we pay them a salary. And we have to pay also workers' compensation. It includes liability insurance, which is essential. Uh, it's $1 million per incident. Okay. So uh, that covers the players as well as the coaches, um, includes workers' compensation as well. Um, let me see. But travel is it, on it top also of includes, that. Wait, wait. It also includes uh, renting minivans in Europe, and it includes um, all of the travel from one tournament in Europe to another. We, we use Delta, KLM, Czech Air. Uh, and we fly from one place to another. We used to use the trains, but the trips got too long and we have yeah. much more flexibility using using the air flights. Not included. Lunch. Reason, we're at the tournaments. Some people are practicing. Some people are sightseeing. Difficult to get people together at lunch. Mm-hmm. They can take a fairly inexpensive lunch right at the tournament for 5 or $10. Right. In U.S., does not include pocket money for gifts and souvenirs. Um, and uh, we also ask the players to have medical insurance with their family medical policy. And some of them will purchase <clears throat> cancellation and medical insurance as well. Uh, it does not include the airfare from New York to Europe round trip. Now, the one reason is each team has a different airfare. Right. And um, originally, 30, 40 years ago, I used to include the airfare, and then the airfare prices kept going up, down, sideways. <laughs> and it was really difficult to um, uh, to come up with a, a set airfare. Right. I'm actually a travel agent, and I uh, I try to get the best group airfares. We use Delta on our flights, and um, um, the airfares obviously have gone up in recent years, especially the last two or three years. Yeah, people are traveling more than ever. Most flights are sold out. Yeah, for example, in London, all the hotels are already sold out during Wimbledon. So uh, now, if a parent wants to do their own airfare, I have one parent who signed up. He's a travel agent. He wanted to do his own airfare to get the commissions. That's fine with us. We mm-hmm. tell you where to meet us, and uh, you know where to meet us and what time to meet us, what day, or we'll even arrange to have a coach come out to the airport and meet the players. 
But by traveling as a team, they get to know their teammates right from New York. And by the time they uh, get to Europe, they've already bonded with their teammates, um, you know. And uh, so I invite the parents to, if they they can uh, investigate our affairs, uh, I think we're going to be in the twelve to fifteen hundred dollar range. But that's something beyond my control. I can't from tell. New York, though. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. from New York. Now, and as far as as far as coming from their home, if they're coming from L.A., um, we can try and do an add-on fare mm-hmm. uh, with the airline, or a parent, as I said, can fly from L.A. to Europe, and we can meet them when they arrive. Um, you know. Now, let me add one other thing. We have something called matching grant award. Tennis Europe donates. Uh, um, up to $1,250, from $500 to $1,250 for any player who has a sponsor outside the family uh, or does fundraising activities um, and uh, uh, raises money that way, like uh, um, a car wash. Or We had one gal from the L.A. area last year. She was an extra on the movie set, mm-hmm. and she raised $1,200 uh, through a job, and we will match it. So um, we have a limit to the amount. I think we limit it to about uh, 10 or 12 people. But if a parent is interested, uh, we can recommend a couple of ways of saving money. One would be a go on a, a shorter trip and save mm-hmm. three or $4,000, uh, you know, for a 16 rather than 25-day trip. And another would be to do the matching grant. And also I can suggest some ways that um, uh, parents can do fundraising, players can do fundraising. You know, again, I, I would stress you have to look at what you're getting out out of it. Also, this sure. is a once in a lifetime experience. It's something that can widen your horizons on life, uh, can open up the world to you. And for teenagers, and I've worked with them for 40 years or more, for teenagers uh, to see Europe firsthand makes a big a big difference. Uh, you and to see it with peers is a very yeah. different experience than traveling with your family. To, I used to teach Greek history at 7.30 in the morning and people would fall asleep. This is one trip they don't fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an experience that could shape their entire lives. Um, that, that's, uh, that's for sure. And it's for us as coaches, educators, uh, junior tennis aficionados like you are, and I thank you for all your work on behalf of juniors. Um, you know, um, it's something that, can really make a a big difference in personal growth, a big difference in their personal development. And I mean, you know, not to be whatever, I I don't crass or whatever, but I mean, the resume value of this experience is invaluable as well. And that's not a reason to do it, but, you know, kids need and are looking for ways to differentiate themselves from their competition when they're applying to jobs, when they're applying to college, when they're trying to get recruited by a college coach. And to be able to say that you've had this experience is something that sets a kid apart from his or her peers. So, you know, it's something to think about. I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, Even if a kid is not going to play college tennis, let's say they're not good enough to play college tennis still, just applying to college. Uh, applying to college. Yeah. College admissions people love to see the intercultural experience. Yes. The cultural interchange, n- not going to Europe and spending all your time with other tourists, but spending all your time with European teenagers. And um, many of our players have gone back uh, to uh, Europe 
junior semester abroad. Uh, one just wrote to me today, they're going to Glasgow, Scotland uh, to spend their semester abroad. And uh, uh, some of them have gone back to play club tennis in France or Germany. Uh, I just had a girl who was with me last summer and as a result of Tennis Europe, she's from the Washington DC area, goes College Park. As a result of our trip, she has decided that she is gonna to go to school in Italy. And so oh, she wow. applied and been accepted and given a scholarship to go to college in Rome. That's so awesome. She's gonna study, study fashion or something else. So it, it really can make a big difference. So sometimes I say to parents, yes, it is not an inexpensive trip, but any trip, any trip to Europe these days is gonna be very expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not an inexpensive trip, but is it worth the money in the development of your child. And, uh, and, and you know, uh, and and when I talk to my players who've been with me 20, 30 years ago, they say, they still say it was the best experience of their lives. Well, and it's not just about the tennis. And, and I think that comes across loud and clear, Martin, as you, you're speaking with us. It's it's a human development experience, not just a tennis experience, right? And, and I think that's such an awesome opportunity for these kids to... Um, to get to know their peers from other countries and, you know, to make friendships. And and a lot of them will wind up being lifelong friendships. And that's just invaluable. It's kind of like the Olympic Games. And as I say, uh, they're not uh, the sports people in Europe. Not really. We don't get into the politics or anything like that. Uh, it's true. I've had Kristen Gillibrand, the senator from New York State. But I've also had Hogan Gidley, who was the press secretary for Donald Trump, the assistant press secretary. So um, we, we don't take sides on that. But, you know, uh, we get into the they talk about what teenagers would talk about. Sure. You know, the latest sure. Uh, the latest rock groups, uh, what they're studying in school, what their career objectives are. Uh, and it really can help define define goals for some of our players. It helped them decide whether they wanted to play college tennis or even whether they wanted to go on the pro tour or uh, the other way around, that they just enjoy tennis recreationally. They would be good social players, but, uh, you know, they maybe weren't up to the rigors of uh, playing a different tournament in a different country every week. Yeah. That kind of thing. So um, it really helped them to define their purpose and their goals. I like that. Is this a program that a kid can do multiple times or do they do it once and that's their experience? I've actually had players who did it three or four times each. Each time they do it, they do a different set of countries and a different itinerary. So, yes, we would certainly welcome back our players. I even had a player who did the same trip two or three times. So and coaches I had one coach, um, Jeremy Munson from Los Angeles, was with me for 16 years. Wow. So, um, you know, uh, our coaches often uh, are repeat coaches, as well, which is a, a really a positive kind of thing because uh, they'll know the locations, they'll know the sites, everything like that. For By sure. the way, we train our staff. We have two orientation weekends. We have a 75 page staff handbook. We have a three hour cassette uh, CD tape. So once we select our coaches, especially for the new coaches, we have a whole uh, classroom kind of organization. I'm not saying we're the perfect trip. We miss a plane here or a train there. But at the same time, uh, you just can't jump on a plane, go overseas and think you're going to have a successful trip. Mm. I actually work 
<clears throat> all year long on Tennis Europe. The day after I got back last summer, I was starting work on the next summer. Yeah. So um, it is it is very time consuming if you're going to do a first rate uh, job. And if a parent is kind enough to send their player, uh, we owe it to them to try to do to try to do our best. Obviously, international travel there's always going to be some hiccups, and we're not the perfect trip. But at the same time, we want to come as close as we can. Uh, I'm a perfectionist at heart. <laughs> I love it. So for a player that wants to apply or if parents are interested in getting more information, obviously, first step is to go to your website. And again, that's www.tenniseurope.com. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes on parentingaces.com. And I'm assuming once they get on the site, click on the trips option, then it's pretty obvious from there what they need to do um, in terms of choosing which trip they want to be on and then starting the application process. Right. Once um, they submit their application, typically what's the turnaround time? To okay. First, just a word. I'd like to speak to every parent, every player, <clears throat> if possible, to answer questions. So I do what's called information sessions. Mm-hmm. I'm doing one in an hour with some people from the Philadelphia area. And um, I answer questions. I provide background. I give references if they'd like to talk with past participants. So I like to, you know, get a feel uh, for where where the juniors are at in their tennis games, which is why we consult the the home coach, mm-hmm. who are very important to us. And I'm very grateful for the coaches to recommend players to us. Sure, we take their kids for two or three weeks, but at the same time, we might bring them back a lot more motivated to take more lessons. Yeah, but. Um, after that, once they uh, once we've gone through the information session, um, or in some cases we don't, but most cases we do, they then would go to uh, the website, and there's a section that says to register. Uh, they would fill out the registration form, email it to me. They would send a deposit, which is $1,000, to my home address by postal mail at 73 Rockridge Lane, Stanford, Connecticut, 06903. And once uh, then we also on the registration, they have to list their um, two teachers and one coach. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we have a good team atmosphere. Everybody gets along with everybody else. Sure. And um, we'll check out the references and make sure they're okay. We get the registration, we get the deposit references. Okay. They are then officially aboard. We then start a series of monthly mailings. We just send out the first one. We have tennis forms. We have parent uh, confidential forms on their players. Uh, and uh, we have medical forms, as I said. So we'll send all those forms out. And uh, we ask the parents to get back to us in a month or two. And then each month leading up to the trip, we will send them a monthly mailing. Um, and it'll vary from what our flights are, biographies of our coaches. If our parents want to get in touch with the coach, the coach usually will contact the players anyway. We want the players to feel very comfortable and they'll social media with each other before the trip as well. Yeah. And then um, in uh, June, we sent out the name, address, telephone number, email of every place we're going. So the parent can contact the player either at the hotel or at the tournament if they can get through uh, with all, all the phone calls to the tournament. And uh, of course, with the kids carrying um, you know, uh, cell phones, Usually we encourage our players. I always say when we arrive in a new location, why don't you give your parents a call? Just let them know you got here safely and everything's okay. So uh, that's that's the process. 
when does a team fill? It's first come, first serve. Okay. Uh, at this time of year, our teams are more than half filled. And once we reach maximum 15, 16 players, maximum of eight or nine of one sex, because it's a co-ed trip, we have mm-hmm. to have enough of each sex, that's it. So at this point, we have a couple of teams that have maybe three or four spaces left. We have some just try, starting to fill up, and we have some that are almost filled up. Uh, so, so time is of the essence. If yeah, you are interested, yeah. yeah. If you're interested in sending your child this summer, get on it today. Take a look on the website, see what it's all about, and get those applications going. I do want to say that Martin has been very generous to offer a discount to the Parenting Aces community. So when you do reach out to Martin, be sure to mention that you got to Tennis Europe via Parenting Aces so that you are eligible to receive that discount. That's correct. Sounds good. Yeah. Martin, any last words that we need to include or do you think we've covered everything? Well, I think that uh, you've asked more questions than many of our (laughs) parents do when they talk to me. Um, I try to I try to think of everything, but I'm sure I've missed one or two things. um, I did want to mention again, as long as you've mastered the basics, grooved your strokes, uh, either play on your high school or junior high school, since we do take eighth and ninth graders, uh, those finishing seventh, uh, on the varsity or your strong JV, and between 13 and 17, um, you know, um, uh, you are eligible to go. And uh, I will say it's an experience you will long remember. And um, if you're not sure if you're good enough, if you're not sure, the finances are there. Give me a call. I'll try and make some suggestions and help you through the process. And again, I thank you for all you do for junior tennis and for having me. We're such a small family. Uh, One thing about Tennis Europe, you call, you usually get me. And uh, so we're not a big operation, a big academy or anything like that. You get a lot of individual attention. So um, we look forward to hearing from some of your listeners and um, Hope that uh, at least a few of them can uh, join us for a most memorable summer uh, of their uh, junior players' lives. I love it. Martin, thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for all you do and continue to do. I mean, it's amazing. You and I first met, gosh, it's maybe been 10 years ago at the U.S. Open. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was, I mean, Parenting Aces was still pretty new at that point and, um, that was the first time I was exposed to Tennis Europe and and just fell in love with the concept. And I'm really happy that y'all choose to promote your program through Parenting Aces each year. We we love having you as part of our family, too. And uh, thank you for continuing to, to trust us to help get the word out on this awesome, awesome opportunity for these kids. To the parents out there, please, please, please do your child a favor and look into this amazing opportunity. TennisEurope.com is the website. Again, we will have a link in the show notes. And I thank you very much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, 
please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.